Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Jesus. Don't move. Sergeant, for God's sake. Don't move. I can't move. It's too goddamn heavy. Oh, God. It's okay. It's okay. It's not okay. God. Oh, God. Oh, Stop God. now. It's a python, I think. Let's stay still. It won't do anything. It'll go. It'll go. They don't attack. I never heard of anyone being harmed. Jesus, Leroy, of course you didn't hear. They were all inside the goddamn snake. It's moving. God, it's too heavy. That thing is... God, God, God. Stay with it, Bruce. Breathe. Breathe. It's going. It's not interesting in you. Look at it. Look at it. It doesn't stop. How long is that? Don't worry, Brooks. I damn near did, too, and I was only looking at the son of a bitch. It had to be 20 feet at least. Jeez, I'm sorry, Sergeant. Relax. It happens. Even when you're trained, it happens. Just as long as you haven't crapped your pants, too. (laughs) I haven't eaten enough. Otherwise, I probably would have. (sighs) Are we going to eat before we go? One pack. We share it. We have to find water. We share this now. Ah, heat first. And then we move. You got stuff left. Uh, enough painkillers? Yeah, some Demerol, a Serrat, and some Uppers. That's what I got. I'll have to keep that stuff for later. Just in case. In case what? In case we need it. In case you need it. I don't need it. Yeah, I forgot. You can walk out of here anytime you like. I didn't mean that. Open the sea rats, Brooks. Then we finish the water. Don't worry. I won't leave you. You know, what you said about Kennedy, how it was when he talked... Best speech Nixon ever made. I had a hand in that. It was when he accepted the nomination at the convention. He was always the one it was going to be. There was no one else, really. Only somehow, no one really wanted him. And he knew that. Or not in his head. But he knew it deep down. That speech, the Chicago speech, he was still listening then. To his people. To Murray Chotner. To me. He was tired, but he went through it a hundred times. He listened. He wrote and rewrote, and there were no effects, no rhetoric, just a man delivering a speech. I told him, this is it. Don't sell yourself. You don't have to do that. You have to know you're the best there is. You are the ketchup everyone has on their table, because there is no reason in this whole wide world why they wouldn't want to buy you. You're the best. Don't work it, Dick. Be it. 
And he went out there. 100 years ago, in this very city, Abraham Lincoln was nominated for president. See? Not talking about Ike, who still wouldn't endorse him publicly, but about Lincoln, the great Republican, the liberal, the strong father. The question then was freedom for the slaves and survival of the nation. Now, it is freedom for all mankind and the survival of civilization. It's simple, but it's true. Abraham Lincoln was asked in his darkest hour if he thought God was on his side in this struggle. He replied, my concern is not if God is on my side, but whether I am on God's side. My fellow Americans, may that ever be our prayer for our country. And in that spirit, with faith in America, her people and her ideals, I accept the nomination for President of the United States. It was a good speech. Even he believed in it. Oh, you think so? Oh, I don't know what went on in that man's head. But I do know that after that, maybe because of that, everything went to hell in a very slow car crash. Ah, this damn grass is sharp. What is this? Sharp grass? We shouldn't be here, Sergeant. Why are you here? The magazine sent me. Which? Ramparts. And I do some work for Rolling Stone. <laughs> Lefties. Hippies. But you didn't have a choice. <laughs> Tell the truth. Not so much work for Rolling Stone. Uh, for sure I had a choice. I was reading all those other writers on the war, the, the protests, the politics. I was getting left behind by younger men. Kids, most of them. It's a kids' war, Mr. Brooks. I guess the army sent you. Help! Oh, we need to get undercover. Come on. It's gonna rain? We need rain. We want the water, don't we? Uh, come on, Brooks. You said we need it. You don't want this rain. God almighty. This is incredible. Come on! not supposed to be cold. Jungle has its own laws. Hold that steady. We'll refill the canteens. I volunteered. What? Phnom. You didn't have to be here? No. I was a teacher. It's what I did just like my mother. You could have got a deferral. I said you could have got a deferral. I said. Why, for God's sakes? Why put yourself in this shit? Well, maybe you'll figure that out. You're the writer. We can't move in this. No. So, I guess it's your turn again, Scheherazade. Okay. They had a meeting at the start of the real campaign. All of them. Jack, Bobby, Sorensen, Schlesinger, old Joe Smith, everyone. Even LBJ. And Bobby and Lyndon just hated each other. They say the family dog was called Little Beagle Johnson. That is true. That is true. Jack didn't like him. Whatever they said, they did not like each other any more than Lyndon and Bobby. 
Well, we didn't have Kennedy, we wouldn't have LBJ trying to kill Vietnam. If Kennedy had led, we'd never have had Lyndon. Hell, they were gonna drop Lyndon as running mate for the 64 election. They said that in 60. Just the two of them, Bobby and Johnny. They figured JFK would be re-elected in 64, and 68 would be Bobby's turn, and he would never get this deep in country. I... Maybe he'll get the chance to show. Mm. Back in the world, it looks like he's stalking LBJ for the nomination. Uh, not the man his brother was, but it'll be something. Something better than nothing. Whoever it is, they won't have Nixon to beat. He's done. It'll be Ronnie Reagan or Romney. Either way, we'll be out of Asia. I, I, I have to take something. The rain, the cold, I have... Oh, give me the pack. I thought you approved of the war. I'm a soldier. I approve of doing my duty. Doing whatever they tell you to do? A good soldier is not a robot. Give me the canteen. We should have given ourselves up. At least we would have had a chance. It's been... I don't even know how long it's been. Well, you can't you... think that way, Brooks. You think that way and you might as well take this knife. And cut your throat and die here and now because you're a dead man. You want to be a dead man, Brooks? Is that what you want? I guess it's what my ex-wife wants. <laughs> okay, that's good. Funny is good. That's what she wants. Is that what you're going to give her? You got any kids? Sure, two, boy and girl. Hell, I'm in advertising. I was in advertising. Mom and pop, boy and girl... They hate me. They think I walked out on them. Boy, some kind of hippie. The girl, Allie. I... I don't see her so much. Her mom always... There's always something, some reason. She knows that Allie and me... It was always... She was my girl. My girl. Keep it. Keep that in your head. You want to see her again, you have to get back. I don't know. I can even see her now. <laughs> Why did you leave advertising? Good job. Good money. I decided I wanted to be Norman Mailer. Arthur Miller. I wanted to make a difference. Like Nixon. Okay, stick with the politics. The campaign. Campfire stories to scare the kids and toast marshmallows and... It doesn't mean a damn thing. Is that what you think? I look around you, Sergeant. Do you see the crowd, the advisors, the cameras and the candidates? You don't see what I'm talking about, do you? I see. We're going to die out here and if we'd surrender, we might at least have had a chance. No way. Our chance is right here and now. What the fuck is here? A million miles of jungle is here. Because of what happened. It isn't stories about the past. It's not history, Brooks. JFK, Nixon, it's why we're here, you and I. That's the now of it. This stupid war, sure. It's more than that, don't you see it? Both of us on a track with exactly the people who made this happen. What we did is what we are, and we have to find that now, here. This is one more campaign we're fighting. This is our story. What? We got through it the first time, and we can get through it this time if we could stick to what it was we had back then. The librarian's kid. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing I've learned in my great career as a writer, Sergeant. It ain't in stories and it never was. You must have had faith in something. Why Nixon? How long All did you... All the way. 
and stuck by him? He lost. But how did he lose? You think that'll help us win through or something, Boy Scout of America? One story at a time. One day at a time. You think it'll save our lives? It saves Shahrazad and their little sister? Then you're wrong. It does matter. Okay, I'm the teacher's kid, the librarian's boy, but it does matter. It's what we are. It's what makes us human, Brooks. The stories we tell. The stories we leave behind us. Did Nixon plan everything? Oh, sure he planned. Dick managed everything right down to the shoelaces. The shoes. The lucky shoes. Did you know he had lucky shoes? He was a master of planning, that's what he thought. The man with no friends who trusted no one planned everything alone. JFK was a man with a whole lot of friends who told him loud and clear he was no master of planning. That wasn't his job at all. Here's how we see it, Bobby says in that way of his. He was sharp, missed nothing, forgave nothing. It is our job to run Jack's campaign. It is not Jack's job. He cannot be concerned with trying to see the big picture. He is the big picture. Everything else is up to us. Lyndon will take the South, handle the race issue down there. Jack takes the North. Nixon will have to take both. And the key to everything, gentlemen, is television. In 1950, only 11% of 40 million American families had the screen. Today, it's 88%. We get Jack on television, day after day, with a simple message. We pound it home. Let's get America moving. Above all, we work with one aim, to get Jack Kennedy in the same studio and on the same screen and in the same 35,200,000 American living rooms as Richard Nixon. They wanted to debate from the start? They would have taken a tea party if that's what he could get. Bobby talked about beating Humphrey in West Virginia. He said that was Jack the Dwarf Killer. This was the big game, and the big game in Jack's sights was Nixon. This was the contrast. Before and tomorrow. It was the product. Sure. Sure, they were talking to Madison Avenue. As much as Nixon. Probably talking to the same people. No, I don't think so. Bobby was smart. Not nice, but damn, he was sharp as any of you people. And he wanted to ride the wave. He knew Jack was an unknown. He needed to make him as everyday and obvious as Heinz or Hershey, and he didn't need anyone's advice for that. He just needed TV. And everybody knew Dick. They'd seen him face up to Khrushchev in the kitchen debates. He was the vice president. He'd been around. And he was still waiting for Ike to stand there and say it loud and clear. Nixon's the one. But it never happened. Why? Eisenhower was never really a Pole. He thought of himself above party... Hell, the 50s, you were there. We sat on the stoop, walked the dog, got richer and watched the honeymooners, and everything was just dandy because Ike was in charge. And he never quite trusted Dick Nixon. No, more than that, more important than that, he never quite liked Dick Nixon, and that mattered to him. <coughs> you all right? Yeah. Just this damn rain, that's all. Cold. I'm so cold. What would I give for a fire? Can we eat something? I'm... Well, of course I'm hungry. Doesn't matter. <coughs> I, uh... There was this guy, a county exec on, uh... Yeah, Sarong. The girdle. The crisscross girdle that walks and won't ride up. He came up with the ad... The woman getting off the plane and 
Her dress rides up, and there it is. <laughs> yeah, I remember rubbing one off to that when I was a kid. <laughs> God, different days, man, different days. Yeah. Well, that fella, he said, customers look for reasons why they should not buy. What we have to do is remove those reasons in whatever manner we can. And once they're gone, the product is sold. It's what Nixon never truly understood. People were looking for a reason not to vote for the man who was the best prepared, most experienced candidate. And the more they saw of him, the stronger that need became. But to convince them otherwise, he had to be there in front of them. And when he was, then Nixon was the reason you didn't vote for Nixon. A hell of a lot of people did. Yeah, and that's a tribute to the man, to the sheer hard work he did. <clears throat> Is this ever going to stop? It'll stop. Sometime. Nah, it won't. It'll just go on forever, and maybe it'll wash this goddamn piece of shit country into the sea, and we'll still be hanging on to a branch or something, and we'll float down the Mekong and out into the South China Sea, and the currents will take us across the Pacific, all the way home to California. You think that's possible, Sergeant? No, Mr. Brooks. That does not seem likely to me. You know, when we were talking... We were... I forgot. Forgot what? That I hate this goddamn place because this place is going to kill me. <laughs> I could see them. What they were and what I was. Hell, even you started looking acceptable. Uh, are you saying I don't? Sergeant, you look like shit. <sighs> they can save our lives, Brooks. Who? The air cavalry? Sure. I say bring them on. Here we are, boys. What happened back then? Just say yes. You told me already, and it doesn't sound any better on a second play. It's a B-side, Sergeant. It'll never chart. We better settle up. Move on. Why? It doesn't matter which one you buy, because in the end, my friend, it's the same product sold to you by the same company. Are you coming? You think they're any different? Hanoi? You think we're any different? You think the goddamn Dalai Lama is any different? Each for himself, Fenton, and everyone against his brother. I didn't give you permission to use my name, Brooks. Jesus. I mean, it's a name. It's a fucking name, Sergeant Leroy. You think I use it and I get to steal your soul? You think I want your soul? I just want to get out of here alive. That's all. Can we do that? Can we just get out of here alive? Keep it down. You know what, Sergeant? You are insane. Yes, I truly believe you are totally bug nuts crawling up the wall insane. Can you smell gasoline? What the hell does gas? That means engines. There could be... There could be anyone. Charlie or our guys. Just don't make a noise, okay? Somebody, I mean somebody. Could be anybody, anywhere. Smells can travel clicks out here if the conditions are right. I told you that. Yeah, when you threw away my smoke. You could be standing right next to a VCF. Right, thank you, National Geographic. Okay, I didn't mean that. I don't know what I do mean anymore. I mean, when you come down to it, what does it mean, any of it? <laughs> 
The great questions, huh? When it comes down to it, what it means is in the end, civilization is generally saved by a platoon of soldiers. Huh? Did Kennedy say that or George Orwell? Save your energy. Walk. Talk tonight. What are you telling me? It's up to you, Brooks. Yeah. Yeah, it's up to me. You know, you grab for something and there's nothing. That's the thing. The thing. What if there's nothing there when he's standing there in front of you? Richard M. Nixon, Orthogonian. The man who wasn't there. How can he save my life? Fenton, I'm talking to you. How is he supposed to save my goddamn life? Okay, walk. Why not? From here on, we live off country. We can do that? If we have to, we will. If we could get a fire going, that way... Then we can try when things dry off. Yeah. Nixon's campaign. Tell me about that, Brooks. You really think it means anything? Tell me. And you'll wake up alive tomorrow morning. You want to be alive, don't you, Brooks? How about Nixon? He wanted to win, didn't he? How did he plan for it? If JFK was the organization, Nixon was the one. And he put in the hours. Every state, a thousand cities, ten thousand small towns, day after day. A couple of months into the campaign, we're in Long Beach. Nixon gets a cold, temperature of 103. His doctor tells him, Dick... You need at least a day's rest. Go to bed, sleep it off. Not possible, doctor. I've got the International Association of Machinists tonight. These are working people. I have to be there. You can't do it, Dick. Sure I can. My mother would work in the store. Never mind how bad she felt. She would tell me, God will provide my strength. So he gives the speech, and it's a good speech. Then that night he flies on to Atlantic City for a rally. Then on to Roanoke Island for another 13,000 people. And on to Iowa at 2 in the morning, gets two hours rest, addresses a farmer's rally on his agricultural policy at 8, then on to somewhere else, and somewhere else, because he has to show that Dick Nixon, the pump jockey's boy, is as good as anyone. That's what it means to be an American. And that first rally, the machinists, they'd already endorsed Kennedy. Nixon knew it. We all knew it. There was no need, nothing to gain except exhaustion. And that's what he got. Well, what are you telling me? What is the point of this, Brooks? Leave it. Okay? What Nixon was doing was killing himself, killing his chances, because he had to try harder than anyone else because he wasn't there. It doesn't make sense. And all this does... Tell me something, Sergeant. What? Tell me something you've never told anyone else. Something you never would tell anyone else. Tell me something bad, Sergeant, about JFK. 
Tell me he wasn't such a goddamn saint after all. Oh, he was a man in full, Brooks. I'll tell you about Magic Max. What? Dr. Feelgood. The injections? Painkillers? Sure, everyone knew Kennedy was under medication. Dick would never use it against him, thought it was beneath the dignity of the office of the vice president. That man could choke on his own dignity. It was in September, I think. JFK was in New York. We'd just done the big Houston speech, and even I could see he was getting tired. Deep tired. I was tagging along in case there was a message, and he turns around and he says, Hey, come on, let's get out of here, just the two of us. We'll get a burger and fries, okay? Uh, sure, sir, I say. And we go. Out the hotel, out the back, through the kitchen. And I realize he's getting rid of his Secret Service guys. We really are out on our own in the city. There's a car, and we get in and drive, he says. Be my Boy Scout, Fennin. So I drive. Okay, go here, go there, turn here, turn there. I didn't know the city, but he did well enough. And we stop near East 72nd and go into a building, into the elevator, and up and out into this this reception area, and it was empty except us. And Dr. Max, he says, Senator, I hear you are feeling run down. They go into an office, and I wait. Maybe 30, 40 minutes, and... Out he comes with this big smile and a bounce in his step, and he's Jack Kennedy again. Come on, Fennin, let's go get that burger. So he did. What was it? Something to help him go that little bit longer, further, higher. I never heard of that. Nobody did. Nobody knows, apart from Bobby, me, and Dr. Max. I'm giving you that, Brooks. I'm trusting you to carry that through. Why? Because you asked. And because Jack trusted me. Jesus. You shared a real secret toast another goddamn marshmallow eagle scout. Doesn't do much for JFK if they're talking about product and image. Your product's reputation is all you have. Is it because it doesn't matter anymore? He's a legend now? It matters now, Mr. Brooks. Don't you see that? No, you do not. You want to help me here? Because of what JFK still is to this country. Oh, sure, he was hula hoops and catcher in the rye. He was Elvis and Jackie Gleason and the $64,000 question. It was another time. Things changed. I was there. I know what it was. And it was more than all of that. It was like... Like a spring on a mountain. It bubbles up, this clear water crystal clear, and it begins to run down the hillside. At first in rivulets, then it gathers streams to itself, and you can hear it trickling. Then it's running wider, deeper, pulling in more and more, soil, grass, bushes from the banks, falling in and being taken downstream, wider and wider, and in the end, you hear this roar of the waters, vast, unstoppable. There is only one river. There is only one sea. And it flows through you. And it flows through me. There is only one people. We are one and the same. We are all one spirit. We are all one.
just a song, Sergeant. It doesn't mean squat. None of it does. It never did. Would we even be here in this mess eight years later if there was anything rational, decent, and true about America? Do you know what it says on the great seal of the United States? No, actually, as it happens, I don't. God gave his approval to these beginnings of a new world order. I don't think that's a lie, Mr. Brooks. And neither did JFK. That will keep us going now. Duty never gets stale. What are you talking about? You can't see it. You just can't see it, can you? God, without that hope, there would be no point to all of this. As long as we believe in hope, then anything is still possible. As much now in 68 as 60. Why do I feel that Dylan never happened? That Ginsburg never invented flower power and Muhammad Ali never tore up his draft card? I mean, do you feel like coming down off the mountain, Moses, and telling me what the hell you're talking about? The hairstyles change, the music changes, but nothing that matters. I'm going to sleep, Brooks. You should, too. Yeah, after all, we got another pointless day tomorrow. Just one thing you can't tell me. And it is. Why did he do it? Nixon, why did he debate Kennedy on TV? You can think about it. Tell me tomorrow. Goddamn Arabian Nights. I can't do this. You can't. Come on. Tell me about Nixon. The debates. He knew he was a great debater. Huh? He'd done it before. He talked his way out of bad places. The checkered speech. After the slush fund scandal. The Alger Hiss case. He knew he could talk. He knew that face to face. He could be a killer to someone as inexperienced as Kennedy. He told us all. You have to talk to the audience like there are two or three folks in their front room. Be natural. Be yourself. That's the secret. Can we stop? I'm sorry, but I have to stop. Okay. For a while. Not long. What difference would it make, for Christ's sakes? I have a feeling we're close. You have a feeling? I think I heard a cop the last night. Jesus, why didn't you do something? Too far away. But if their cavalry's flying patrols again, it should mean well, it should mean we're retaking country, pushing Charlie back. You really think so? It makes sense. Because I don't think I can go much more. As far as it takes, Mr. Brooks. <sighs> Very well, Sergeant Leroy. Here I go. 
Can you imagine Nixon as the guy who could stroll into your kitchen, pick up a Schlitz, your thirst can feel the difference, and chew the fat over the issues of the day? Hell, that man was so damn formal his slippers were polished. Kennedy wore lifts in his left heel, you know that? Size 10D, three-quarter inch build. Nobody looked at Kennedy's feet, everybody looked at Nixon's, waiting for him to trip himself up. Reasons not to buy. But hell, he'd got it into his head. It was all about issues. Experience, the killer punch that would put this kid Kennedy on his back. He was confident. JFK was nervous. I know that for a fact. He talked to people, the professionals, all the time. That's when Bobby got onto Madison Avenue and the TV boys. Do I stand? Do I sit? Where are the cameras? Do I have to answer? Can I cut in on him? How will that look? They planned everything. They say he got his people to line up a woman for him before each debate. Not true. Jackie was around most of the time. I mean, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't hurt her. You believe that? I believe that. He took the whole deal incredibly seriously, especially the first debate. The experts told Bobby, and Bobby told him, it's the one that matters. It goes out Monday night. Everyone stays home Mondays. The rest are broadcast on Fridays. Everyone goes out Fridays. This is you coming through the door. You have to be the successful son, admired big brother, exciting boyfriend, perfect husband to every vote watching you. Get that right. Don't screw up on any of the answers, and we are home sailing. And Jack says, Nixon's no fool. Don't worry about Nixon. Just be Jack Kennedy. Look good and make it sound right on Monday night. Okay, we move on. I did finally get to see Nixon the day before the first debate. He looked like hell. He looked like the damned undertaker. He looked worse than you do. He couldn't let go of any single detail because... You know why? He couldn't trust any single person other than Dick Nixon to get it right. He sat there in the train, gray with tiredness, and told me. They tell me Jack Kennedy took the day off last Sunday and plans to sleep in tomorrow morning. Well, let me tell you and the American people, the problems of the presidency aren't going to wait around whilst the president takes a nap. The crisis is now. And now is when the man has to step up to the plate. What does your Madison Avenue wisdom say to that, Mr. Brooks? Does that kick enough ass for you? And I say, Mr. Nixon, I have only one word of advice for you. Smile. And he smiled at me. And it was horrible. That was the last time I saw him before the debate. By then, he was even worse. He'd got this bad knee, and getting out of the car when they arrived at the studio, somehow the door got slammed on that knee. He went white with pain. He should have gone home, had a rest, but he didn't. And you can say what you like, but Dick Nixon was never a coward or a quitter. Stupid in the face of adversity. Self-destructive as hell. But he never ran. He faced it down like an orthogonian. Standing as straight as a bus knee would let him. I heard one of Nixon's studio people asking Bobby how he reckoned the vice president was looking. Bobby just waved and said, Terrific. Wouldn't change a thing. I think that was the second time I saw him smile. Nixon used to talk about the issues. 
but you don't debate the issues with a bottle of tomato ketchup. You reach out and pick that shiny red product off the shelf and take it into your house. Kennedy killed the old politics in America. As far as anyone could see anymore, the package was the product. No, it wasn't the tan, the smile. It was the sheer weight of what he believed in. The women? Magic Max, the bribes, the setups, Joe and Bobby? Are you telling me it wasn't the same old circus? All I'm telling you, Brooks, is you can divide the world into believers and non-believers. And Jack Kennedy shone with belief. And people believed in him and what he was. And that goes as much for now as then. When Nixon smiled, it looked like defeat. When Kennedy smiled, it was... Nixon smiled wrong? Damn. Maybe he did, too. In the election of 1960, the question is whether the world will move in the direction of freedom or whether it will move in the direction of slavery. I think that will depend in great measure upon what we do here in the United States. That's more or less how I remember he ended up the first debate. A simple statement of belief. Holy Christ, man. That statement of belief is what landed us here. That was the message in the bottle we're opening. Yes, it was, and it is. Are you saying that this, this is right after everything, we are still right? We cannot turn the job over to anyone else. If the United States fails, then the cause of freedom fails. In the final analysis, it depends upon this platoon of soldiers right here. That's the night Nixon lost. It was only a question of time. All the work, the hard work, blown away by grace and charm and a smile. He could never understand it. No matter how hard you work, there are things you'll never, ever have. And some people are given those gifts gratis by the gods or whoever it is fucks up our lives on this ball of dirt. We have to keep moving. You could say I'm out of time too, Sergeant. This is where I draw the line. I'm done with politics. I'm done with belief. I'm in the shit. I'm never getting out of here. There was no copter in the night. There is no American recovery. There will be no victory. We lost, and we should have lost because... Because... Because there's nothing there. After what we've done? How far we've come, you and me, Brooks? Together? An election? Eight years in a war and a long walk in the forest. Can you seriously say none of that means anything? I don't know what you found, Fenton. But me? All I found is why Nixon chose me. So he could ignore me. I was window dressing and no one buys the window dressing. It was nothing looking into the face of nothing. I was never going to make it. Just like I never made anything of the Avenue, Nixon, my great novel or play, I forget which it was now. My marriage, my kids, the Pulitzer I never got. You can still get it, Brooks. This is your story. You've earned it. Now, can't you see? It's your story, just like it was JFK's story. I'm just a bit player. It ain't fair. 
It sure ain't kind, and maybe it ain't right, but... Just go, will you? Go find your Jerusalem alone. I... I couldn't have done it without you, Brooks. Oh, shit, you're a soldier. You're trained to do it. You could have done it in your sleep with a broken leg. All I ever did was hold you up, hold you back. You think I was trained for this? I was in the education corps. I ordered library books and math puzzles. I never fired a gun in anger in my life. What I did, everything I did was because you were my responsibility, Mr. Brooks. Do you think I could have set my own leg? Or told myself stories no more than you could have done? There has to be another person there. Otherwise, there's no one to tell and no one to listen. We got in together and we'll get out together. What are you going to do? <laughs> Carry me? <laughs> you can hardly carry yourself. I believe I can if I have to. You're not responsible. I release you from your obligation. The army says I am, and whilst that is the case, so I will remain. Get up, Mr. Brooks. Go fuck yourself, Sergeant Leroy. I will not be saved by you. You will not be my boy scout. Oh, you want to die? Is that what you think? I'm done with thinking. I'm Richard Nixon. That man with no class. Giving my concession speech. I know that you will have the united support of all Americans as you lead the nation forward in the cause of folly and the arrogant belief that America can do anything it wants in this world. Can I ask you something? Jesus, now you're being polite? Sure, go on then. And afterwards, go away. Did you like Dick Nixon? What? What's that about? Did you like him? Did you care about him? He was a product, for God's sakes. Would I care about a girdle, a bottle of mayo, Philip Morris? There were times. I sort of admired him, yeah. He had guts. He tried. And I guess I felt something at the end. When he lost, it wasn't just an empty bottle. But like the guy? Sergeant, even Dick Nixon didn't like Dick Nixon. Which is why I sort of have a feeling it's pretty damn lucky he never got into the White House. I'm not sure his road to nowhere would have been very good for any of us. Maybe he deserves to be history. And do I get a question, too? Go on. Did you like JFK? Holy God, do you hear that? Hey! Wait, wait, we're not alone. There's What's someone that? out there. See? In the shadow of the trees. Across the paddy, you can see movement. I don't see anything. Look. Where the grass has stopped. Just there. See? There. Are they ours? No. VC. They can hear the cops as they know it's searching. Probably for us. Maybe they know we're here. They're waiting for us to get out there and call it in. Then they'll take you down. No way. I think so. Why the hell would they do that? Because that's what I'd do. I'd stake out the goat and wait for the tiger. <laughs> that has got to be the most bug nuts crazy thing out of all the crazy things you've said, Leroy. Do not give me that shit. We are going to be saved. It's looking for us. They can pick us up easy. It's what they do. No, we stay tight. What the hell we do? That's my ride home, and I'm taking it. 
You have done nothing but screw me up and fuck me up. You got it wrong all the way from the LZ. And you got it wrong now. Hey! Hey! Uh, Brooks, you can't do it. Trust me. Give me, you lunatic! Can't you see? If they know we're here, at least I'll come back! You think Charlie will walk away? They want this bird. And if they don't get it, they'll be seriously pissed at us. It doesn't matter. Someone will know. They'll come after us. Damn it. They'll take us home. God. Hey! Down here! We're down here! Hey! They Damn won't it, let me kill us! Go! Are you crazy? This is insane! Five minutes ago, you didn't care if you lived or died. Five minutes ago, I was dead. Now, now can't you see I have a chance? Fenton! They want to find us. We'll be doing them a favor. They're ready for this. For the VC, it's what they do. They fight it. I'm not a soldier, and I never signed on for this. I, I want a chance, fuck you! I want a chance to live! Hey! Hey! I will not betray my comrades to the enemy. That is not why we are here. I will not do so, and I will not countenance that you do so either, Mr. Brooks. I'm sorry, Brooks. I... Jesus. Brooks. Brooks. You can't buy into half a society any more than you can drop out of it. That's nuts, Sergeant. Are you saying you can't disagree with the government? If you never put your life on the line, what the hell right do you have to criticize any man who has, or is doing so right now as you speak? Sergeant, I don't have to be a carpenter to tell you the table legs are uneven and every damn thing is going to slide onto the floor and break. No. All you have to do is mend the table so it doesn't happen. So guess what, Mr. Brooks? In the end, you do need to be a carpenter. Or at least do the best job of carpentry you're able. And in the end, that's what we do. Our jobs. And this is my job. Getting us home. Is killing me going to get us home? I'm just trying to do the job Jack Kennedy gave me, Mr. Brooks. I'll be your boy scout. But you just have to trust me, damn it. And did you like JFK, Sergeant? I loved him. I loved that man, Mr. Brooks. We were looking for you. We located the Super Jolly. 
We were looking for you, Sergeant. Now we found you. What? Brooks. Brooks? The, journal the journalist. I guess he must... At the crash site, everything was burnt. We found his bag. His people were informed. I was... Had no was... chance. None of them did. Not your concern, Sergeant. Not your responsibility. We have to evacuate the hospital. You're gonna be okay. Your D-Rush just got a lot closer. You better believe it. I believe it. I believe. Delegates to this convention, my fellow Americans, 16 years ago, I stood before this convention to accept your nomination as the running mate of one of the greatest Americans of our time or of any time, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Eight years ago, I had the highest honor of accepting your nomination for President of the United States. Tonight, I again proudly accept that nomination for President of the United States. But I have news for you. This time, there's a difference. This time, we're going to win. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.